0: gentlemen this is David Marikatani welcome back to Matt chat today it is my pleasure to be joined by the new executive director of Beat the Street Chicago Mike Paul Mike, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me Dave. My pleasure man. Um, I've never done this before but I'm going to start out just by reading a press release because I think it'll kind of give our listeners an idea of what's going on It says here the board of, the board members of Beat the Street Chicago are pleased to announce Mike Paul as its new executive director. He brings a wealth of experience and expertise to the programs that Beat the Streets supports throughout the city of Chicago. He's lived and coached near the city and is familiar with the challenges and opportunities of Chicago wrestling. As many know, Mike is an all-in guy, and that is exactly what we need to revitalize Beat the Street Chicago. Beat the Street Chicago has existed as a program for underserved wrestlers for almost 30 years and has a large impact on many young lives throughout the years. A new website, btschicago.org, is now available, and its social media will now be a portal for kids, coaches, and parents and friends of Beat the Streets. And this is one of the things that I didn't understand I want you to help me with. A strategic plan is being implemented with the Pop- Chicago Public School Score Program at its core. Currently finishing up its second year, the program is targeting elementary school-age wrestlers, Utilizing local CPS high schools and coaches. Additionally, Executive Director Powell is looking to establish a five year regional training site to provide spring and summer wrestling opportunities. So there's a lot to start with here, but I guess I'm just going to start with fundamentally what is Beat the Streets? Like, we all know about the meet that uh, New York is doing in Times Square it's obviously an incredible event, but I think some of us really don't know a lot beyond that. So tell, tell me what Beat the Streets is fundamentally.
1: Well, so I think just to correct this year, um, I think on May 17th, New York is doing um, their meet under the Brooklyn Bridge rather than in Times Square. They right? are. They're doing it's, it on the pier this year, right? On the pier, right. So pretty cool. Um, but um, it's, you know, every, so there are a lot of misnomers, right? People think it's Beat the Streets as an event at Times Square, or they think it's an event at uh, in LA with the girls. But um, you know they had the female team wrestle the Japanese couple. Maybe it was last fall. Um, in Chicago, I get a lot of hey, where is your club located at? But it's not a club. So it's a, it's an organization that really is a youth development organization that you know with the with the goal of creating wrestling opportunities, then wrapping our arms around these kids that join on these teams and helping them change their lives through the sport of wrestling. As you know, and I know, and the wrestling community knows, uh, wrestling is the single most powerful vehicle that a young person can, can join into. Uh, you know, in every sport you could possibly imagine. Most other guys, you know, grew up playing baseball, soccer, football. They're all great sports. There's great teammate. There's camaraderie. There's hard work. Nothing compares to wrestling, and this is why uh, Beat the Streets is so important now Uh, in an age of haves and have-nots. The have-nots are having less and less opportunities, and Beat the Streets is kind of out there to create opportunities for that. So we talk a lot about our mission in Chicago being building the culture of wrestling, right? So we want to have generational wrestlers. We want to find kids when they're 10 years old, connect them to their future high school coach, coach them up. Give them opportunities to wrestle year round if they want to, or just one season, you know, whatever their their interest level. Um, get them to wrestle through high school, have them feel supported, have their coaches feel supported, connect with them all the way through college and come back and coach for us. And um, and that's how you build a culture, right? Through these big relationships, through life-changing um, opportunities. And, um, you know, it's our hope to keep doing that. I think we're, we're doing a little bit of that now, and I think we're going to do a whole bunch
0: more in the future, so makes a lot of sense um when you look at you know the the other chapters that are around like new york california uh chicago or I mean philadelphia you guys in chicago how do the local chapters play into beat the streets nationally in in expanding their footprint
1: so beat the streets believe it or not started in chicago in a suburb that where. Northwestern is Evanston, which is a very kind of a sister suburb of Oak Park where I'm from, okay. uh, socioeconomically and racially diverse, and they kind of they did it through the Y, and they kind of grew out of that. So then it became a Chicago thing, and then Mike Novogratz took it and ran with it in New York, and now New York is kind of the flagship program. Uh, but Andy Barth out in um, L.A. has – has is, is, Kind of the guy behind the LA movement, where they really are coming, and then the Matter Brothers from Penn, great wrestlers. One of them was an NCAA champ. The other one was a, a couple-time All-American. Um, they're they're kind of the the uh, engine behind Philly. So the big four are Chicago, Philly, New York, and LA. And um, and then I think there are 17 total programs, and we've all kind of functioned independently throughout the years. Same name, very similar logos, but everybody kind of doing their own thing. We're all separate 501c3s. We're all separate boards. You know, we're just kind of working in conjunction, not even really in conjunction. And then um, out of that came this the Beat the Streets National, which is a newer organization headed by Jeff Marsh. Um, he's the executive director, and they share an office space with New York. But their, their goal is Um, to unify Beat the Streets, to get us to use the, you know, if we can get a vendor deal from somebody nationally um, and he can negotiate that, well, that's something off our table. You know, maybe we have bigger negotiation power. Maybe I can reach out. You know, he's Jeff has been, he was just out here. He's been absolutely key to connecting me as a new executive director to the other executive directors, to the program directors. We're all on an app. You know, we're sending ideas back and forth. So, and and now that I've learned a bunch, a lot of our future program is going to be modeled after DC, after Philly. You know, Philly has a partnership with Drexel and Penn, where their kids come in and they get tutored before practice. And so we're we're you know kind of bouncing ideas off each other. Really, Chicago, at Chicago, we're going to do what uh, all great organizations do, and that's steal other people's ideas. So, uh, yeah. that's what that's what kind of Martian and National beat the streets is there for, and and they're doing so far it's been a huge resource for us so
0: yeah well i think you know creating synergy and economies of scale with people that have you know there's no need to reinvent the wheel you know i mean you know when we started doing our charity events with the extreme couture gi foundation you you talk to people that have run stuff before and you go, what you guys do and you know what, what went right what went wrong and so when you have folks that are doing it successfully you know, like Novo, like Barth, you know, like the Matter brothers, there's, there's no reason to just, you know, think you're smarter than everybody else. I think that's a really intelligent way to approach it. So let's hope so, because I know I'm not smarter than any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably tell you, too. So. <laughs> so you and I have been friends a long time. And when you told me you were joining Beat the Street Chicago, one of the first questions in my mind I had was, you know, why? Because you built a powerhouse at Oak Park River Forest, won the, the dual meet national title or team title one year, um, Coach guys that had been going on to make Olympic teams like Ellis Coleman, Dardane's brothers, you know, guys like Sammy Brooks, Division one All-Americans. You know, were you looking for a new challenge? Was it just what's going on in Chicago really spoke to you? What, what was your motivation behind this?
1: Well, there's, so, there's a lot of facets in that. Uh, that's a deep question, but without getting too personal, um, yes, I was looking for another challenge. Um, I, you know, I'm old. I don't move like I used to. You know, I've had some health issues, uh, but I'm doing really well health-wise, and uh, I've had some energy in the last six months, kind of come back, maybe year, come back to me where I'm feeling better. You know, again, I'm feeling more able-bodied and and, uh, have a little bit higher energy level. And so, you know, this kind of came about. Dan Willis, our our board chairman, reached out to me and said, would you like to be on the board? after the first phone call, you know, I said, hey, this is something I would really, really like to do. And, and frankly, um, I think we can, like you kind of said, scale what we did at Oak Park on a much broader thing in in the city and bring some of those ideas um, how we've had success – success with kids and and developing culture and building a community, a wrestling community, obviously on a much grander scale with much greater challenges. We're going to need more money. We're going to need more people, but um, yeah, I saw it as a great challenge. And, um, and then there's another piece about it. That's real important to me is um, I have a three-year-old son and frankly, you know, hopefully I'll be around till his, till his great, great grandchildren are here, but there's a good chance I won't be. So, Um, I want him to know his father's a man of service, You know, I want to be a man of service in front of my son. You know, my wife um, works in the corporate world, and and so I see my job as teaching my son about giving, uh, being part of something bigger than yourself, Um, you know, serving serving the community, serving society, you know, being a man of service. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of facets as to why it was attractive to me from the get-go. And now, now that I'm in it you know i'm I'm totally fired up and it's great. I wake up with purpose every day, not that I didn't before, but added purpose and it's really cool. My son now says, "Are you going to beat the streets yeah you know <laughs> so so it's it's cool it's uh it's been really it's been really a wonderful thing in my life on a personal level um, and I think we're going to be able to do hopefully some good in some other people's lives so
0: well, we talked when your son was first born about uh relentless love and it sounds like right. he's, he's right. t- taking that to uh a new level, not only, you know, being a great dad, but you know, giving him an example and and those kind of things. So it's 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 impressive, man. So um thank you. What are some of the you know, obviously you you know, we've talked about so far about you taking what other people have done and, and not trying to get too crazy with it but what are some of the changes that you're going to try to bring to beat the street chicago
1: well so we've we've got quite a few things um you know obviously man's best laid plans right so we're 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 doing a bunch of stuff we've we've added a bunch of board members that are really dynamite guys guys that are running law firms executives at beverage companies i mean we got we have a guy that um it's a Ph.D., just retired as a superintendent of a major school district, right, that borders the city of Chicago. So we have some big-time, really successful businessmen that's heavily connected in the city. So we we have some really great people, and we kind of added them to the board of the kind of the holdovers who are really invested guys, some other guys that, that have uh, kind of stepped down or moved into different roles. Uh, so we've kind of made some adjustments within the organization. We've created an operational staff. So I was originally a board member. I'm now part of the operational staff as the executive director. Our program director, uh, a guy named Dan Beer, who's an absolute workhorse, um, he's moved off the board into the program role to kind of create space for these, um, what you know, lo- to look a little bit more like a charitable board. You know, guys with big-time connections who can bring in um, sponsorships and and have have great friendships out there have have you know resources and and can really you know help us build the organization so we've reached we've restructured the whole thing and uh, that's pretty cool you know to, yeah. to be around these people and to and to be kind of teammates with these people and to join with them a lot of these guys were people that I really looked up to who I was kind of nervous about asking and i was really pleasantly surprised at uh, i haven't had a single person who i've approached tell me no i don't want to be part of that organization so we have a lot of people right now a lot of energy behind this and it's and it's going, going in the right direction for sure so and then we've done a bunch with programming so we we started these regional training centers we have five in the city a girls exclusive one and then four for uh high school age kids so we're doing some starting to build some new initiatives um, I'm really going to work hard at bringing former city kids back to the city to coach and then reaching out to people who maybe didn't grow up in the city but want to come live on the north side. You know, a lot of guys come after college and, and live in the city for the first couple of years before they're married. Get those guys involved with mentoring, get them involved with coaching, you know, start helping these high school programs that are supporting us. You know, we're, we're going to support them. And I, I tell all these guys, you know, if you're in with Beat the Streets, we're going to be in with you, and uh, you're going to, we're going to help you build these programs. So we're working on getting guys mats. We're getting coaches. We're helping guys find kids club coaches. And so we've kind of started that. And that's kind of not, a, not something necessarily that you can put on paper, but my goal is to, you know, place 25 coaches in the next successful, you know, hardworking, committed coaches in the next five years into the city. And we're well on our way. We probably will exceed that. But if we can do that and – you know, every five year you know, every year, add five or six more coaches, dynamite young characters, and three or four of them make it in coaching. Um, you know, those guys, as you know, Dave, uh, you know, a great coach can change kids' lives more, than, as much as a sport can, so.
0: Yeah, I sat at the foot, at one of the great ones for 40 years as a son and as an assistant coach, so I've, I've yeah, seen the impact that, that that can have for sure, so, yeah. 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 I think one of the things, you know, that I think it's, when you end up doing these kind of things for other people, like what you're doing for underprivileged kids, like I just got a chance to come back from Las Vegas and give the extreme couture foundation, a $10,000 check for veterans. It's a weird thing, how it just makes you feel on the inside. It's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. It's, it's totally different than winning something. Um, And, and it, it like, I think you, you know, you said it earlier when you are talking about your son, like you wake up with purpose and, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with just trying to help people achieve their goals, helping kids win state and national and Olympic titles. It's just a different kind of fulfillment, I guess, is, is how I would look at it. So, uh,
1: yes, it's nice for me to not chase winning. You know, I'm older and, uh, you know, I've seen the best and the worst of chasing winning. And I feel like as on a personal level, I almost got a little too caught up with it. We're chasing to be the number one team. You know what I mean? It was really, I really had this idea in my head that we had a chance to be the number one minority driven team that ever wrestled in the United States. And I feel grateful that we were able to do that and be part of that. It's pretty cool. Uh, But I almost was too much about winning and not enough about why I got into coaching. And so when this opportunity came up, I had been reflecting on this again you have a child, things change. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're forced to really, yeah. yeah, you're really forced to gain some perspective on what really matters. And, um, and, wh- and the reason I got into coaching from the get go is because wrestling saved my life. And, and, you know, I can tell the kids wrestling has given me every good thing. It's given me bad knees and, and, and hard hearing, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's given me every good thing that's ever come in my life, either directly or tangentially. So I, I I'm, you know, I'm here to pay it forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, sports, all sports, if you care about people, it gives you that chance to pay it forward. So You hope so. No, yeah, for sure. So um, I'm, this is a really open-ended question, and I know one of the answers is obviously money, but what does Beat the Streets need? Like Beat the Streets Chicago, and then even if the people in other parts of the country and, you know, they're hearing this. They're like, oh, you know, I live in the Philadelphia area or, you know, I'm in New York or I'm in California. What kind of help can people do? How can they get involved in that kind of stuff?
1: Well, the single best way that somebody listens to this can can help is by going to btschicago.org and make a donation. Okay, and that's I mean, obviously money is – is the driver of all good things um, when it comes to non-for-profits. Here's an important thing to think about. We're not a wrestling club. We're not a wrestling organization. We are a charitable organization with the goal of changing lives, the same way the Ronald McDonald's Foundation, any other foundation is, right? So these tax-deductible charitable donations are exactly that. So it's important, you know, I think, It's, again, back to that whole we're just not a wrestling club, you know, our goal is to get these kids with mentors that are going to change their lives, to get them life experiences that are going to change their lives, and so on and so forth. So that's the single most important thing is, is having money that helps drive that. We're in the process of hiring several um, coaches, I'm not going to say who, but they're big time, big time players. Because I'm not going to say who because I don't want anybody to steal them. There's some guys <laughs> in Chicago that have been kind of laid in the weeds that are really dynamite. I'm having, I'm buying a steak for one of these guys tonight. I'm going to look him in the eye, shake his hand, and get him to commit tonight. So, um, you know, but we need funds for these guys because the truth of the matter is, nobody, nobody, no dynamite kid coaches for free anymore. I learned this at Oak Park. We were losing kids to Izzy to the overtimes because they make money and they can pay these guys. And I'm asking these guys to cut, you know, my, the days of volunteer coaches are over. So we need, we need money for mentors. We need money for vehicles. We need money for mats. We need money for programming for wrestling shoes. So money is everything. That said, uh, we also need volunteers and, um, um, I'm easy to get a hold of my contact information. Our program director's contact information is on our website, beat the street, Chicago, btschicago.org. Uh, but if you're in Philly, Philly has a website, Beach, uh, BTS Philly has a website, New York has a website, LA has a website. And I think if I'm not mistaken, there are 17 beat the streets programs around the country. Uh, not all are yet affiliated with beat the streets national kind of under that umbrella yet, but, We're working on getting them all into the fold, but there's a lot of organizations out there that are, you know, goal-driven organizations that are involved with wrestling and and changing lives with, with, you know, that have that beat the streets name right now. So,
0: yeah, for sure. So,
1: did that answer the question,
0: Dave? No, perfectly. And I think you know, and I think people, you know, not not a lot of people may be able to cut a ten thousand dollar check, but if even they can write a check for ten or twenty dollars it's going to go to the right place, right? Like it's going to help a kid with a pair of wrestling shoes or. Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: You know, I, here, here's what's important to know. Um, My salary um, is, is about 10% of the lowest for the uh, lowest income bracket, right? So my, it's almost nothing. So uh, um, given my personal cost and I think it's important, you know what I mean? Is that nobody's going to benefit from this i'm not going to benefit from it personally like i said my salary is you know negative a lot yeah. and uh, you know our program director is way underpaid i mean and because he's a he's a mission driven man i mean he says you know i do it for the kids and yeah. uh, so we're, you know it, pretty much all of every donation goes to i mean we're probably 99 98% of donations goes directly to kids
0: so, I think that's really important, like, you know, yeah. with with the work that, like, with Randy's group, you know, 100% of the money we raise at our event goes to you the, go. to somebody yeah. with no arms or legs that served us, and it's the same kind of thing that you're doing. So that, right, and you read, and
1: as I get into the non-for-profit sector, you read about these non-for-profit, you know, stuff where 40% of their costs go to administrators, and that that'll never happen, not under my watch, so.
0: Yeah, that's important, and that's not what our board's about. These guys
1: are really dynamite men who are who are there for for the betterment of you know, for the right, opportunities for, the right for young kids. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and I think, but I think that's important because if people, everyone works hard for their money. If somebody's going to part with twenty dollars of it, they want it to actually believe it's going to go to where they wanted it to go. And so yes. I think that's that's an important distinction. So. And, and it, there's real
1: direction at beat the street Chicago as there is in other organizations, but we're, yeah. we're getting, we're getting together to, to build out a, a you know, a full on strategic plan in the next couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I'll, we have things, big goals. And, uh,
0: so. For sure. I'm, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Cause this is something that I think is really critical. the Chicago public school score program. So, you know me, I'm always trying to do my homework before I talk to you guys so I don't sound too dumb. Somebody was telling me literally that this SCORE program and what you guys are doing this to do about this is literally going to save young people's lives. So I kind of just want to give you the floor. Tell me, we all know Chicago is, you know, not the safest city in the world. Kind of (laughs) tell us what's going on. Well, you know, I mean, I have a lot of friends in Chicago. It's not their fault, but I'm just saying, you know. It's like saying it's humid in St. Louis in the summer, it's not my fault, but it's true. you know so right, um, right. so you know tell me about what's going on there. Tell me about how these programs can change this tangibly. okay,
1: so just a little background. five years ago, thirty three middle school and junior high wrestling programs were dropped in a single day, times that by five at twenty kids a, a roster. You know, you do the math how many kids that would have served in the sport of wrestling over the years, right? Those are the ruffians. Those are the rough kids, the kids that like to be physical, the alpha male type kids. And those are the guys shooting each other right now, right? They had nothing to do. Nobody connected with them when they were 9, 10, 11 years old, which we know from research, educational research, that's when you have to get a kid, right? If you reach out to, you know, you get a kid to come out for wrestling when he's 16, his course is pretty much set. You may make it a couple of weeks, you know, you know, maybe there's a, a few kids, but 98, 99% of kids, by the time they're 15 years old, their course in life is set. It's sad to say, but that's, that's what the stats tell us. So our goal is to kind of bring back those wrestling opportunities and to do it in kind of a special way through this CPS score program. CPS um, stands for Chicago public schools out of the ashes of uh Chicago public schools dropping all junior high you know, and, and middle school sports came this intramural program called SCORE. Well, let's
0: uh, back up did, for a second. Chicago okay. public schools dropped all their middle school programs?
1: All sports. That was five years ago, including 33 wrestling programs. So here's the thing, right? I, I've never heard anybody say this, but it just seems pretty, pretty easy that the kids in those neighborhoods now that had nothing else to do are are shooting at each other, you
0: know They're what making I mean? bad not decisions. All, not all
1: of them. There's a lot of really, I mean, I can't tell you how many awesome kids I've met, but um, you know what I mean? It's just, there's no, there's nothing for these kids to do. This is, here's one of the craziest things you'll hear is when you speak to a mother she, and, and she has, and her kid's a good kid, she'll say something to the effect of, my kid's a good kid. He stays in the house. I can't tell you. The first time I ever heard that was Ellis Coleman's mom. They're yeah. good kids. They stay in the house. Do you know what that means?
0: They're not out on the street.
1: Right? They don't. Yes. Well,
0: I, and go, here's I, coach, idea, right? I coach greedy. So I, I've had. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they stay in the house. They don't do anything. They eat potato chips and, and have video games. And when they get antsy, they go outside and they get into, into trouble, you know, because there's nothing. There's no There's no mail. There's no police athletic league anymore. I mean, they're actually the police athletic league in Chicago is coming back, but the gym that Muhammad Ali found, the gym that Joe Frazier found, those don't really exist anymore. Yeah.
0: Here's like, the, the, west the West side of Chicago. And just, yeah.
1: Right. The West side. And, and I shouldn't say they don't exist anymore. They exist. They do exist. But they do doesn't, but they not don't, like they, they used to,
0: they don't bring like, they're not attracting the top talent. It's, you know, the it, it days
1: of like, the days of like a kid walking five blocks to go to the gym, it, it doesn't exist. These kids can't leave their house, right? So about 16, 18, when I first started teaching at Oak Park, I lived on the north side of the city. I, for the first year and a half, I taught at Oak Park. I rode my bike to school every day. I both rode my bike or or rode my bike to the L and got on the L. Right. But I would ride, I rode, rode through the west side. Now I was, I was slightly in a better physical state then, so I didn't have as much to fear, but I won't even let my wife drive through the West Side anymore, you know. And part of that's probably me being old and paranoid and everything else. But I mean, this goes from like literally, I would ride through it at midnight on a Friday night. I could ride through the West Side of Chicago and not really fear. I, I mean, I was alert, but you know what I mean. And now, uh, it's a different it's a different area. And what's happened is, these guys are literally getting forced into being sedentary humans, and okay. and then you take in the fact that you know food deserts and you know these i mean it's just sad man it's just sad so creating opportunities for these for these um young men and women we have a lot of girls wrestlers which is really great um is huge and i'll tell you what it, when you take a brand new pair of, of adidas shoes out of a, of a box and you show it to a kid you should see these kids eyes light up you know so this idea the score program came out of the came out of the ashes of dropping all those city sports right and all those opportunities. So more opportunities were created, but they never got back into wrestling. So last year, before I came on board, um, Beat the Streets reached out and said, we want to do a partner program. We'll do a lot of the work. You know, we'll raise a lot of the money. Um, And they piloted a program at four different schools. And the goal is to get neighborhood kids from around the area who may at some point go to Bowen High School to come to Bowen High School and wrestle for their future coach with the idea that, let's say, Dave Maricatani is my future coach. I know him when I'm 10, 11, 12, right. so that when I walk into high school, so Ron Wilson, who is a dynamite guy, is the coach on the, on the southeast side at Bowen High School. He's had a bunch of, he's had a couple of state champs. He's had some really great teams. He's a good guy, really good, very organized, really good coach right? fundraisers for his team, everything else. Why would we not connect the 10 year old to Ron Wilson? Right. So Ron, so the, so these guys, so Ron says, you're a wrestler when you're 10 years old, right? You're not looking for what you're going to be. And then you're 15. You you know what I mean? You're a wrestler. I'll see you at summer camp. And you know, you're going to touch 50 kids and keep 15 each year, but those 15 kids are going to have their lives changed. Right. And so that they walk into high school and, and with, you know, they're looking for Ron Wilson. When are we getting in the, coach, when are we getting in the weight room? When do practices start? I am a wrestler. And so these kids, the goal is to not only give them great wrestling experience so that they're good coming to high school and can have some success, but that they identify themselves as wrestlers. That's what I am. I'm a wrestler. Here's the way wrestlers live. Here's the way wrestlers eat. Wrestlers have to get good grades so they could go to college, you know, and they're going to get all these messages. And so the idea is that this, We'll use wrestling as a vehicle to get a hold of these kids early on, get them connected to a guy that, or a girl. We have a, we have a female head coach in, in Chicago, um, but a, a, a coach that will be their mentor for eight years and hopefully beyond. Wilson just brought back one of his um, old wrestlers to be his assistant. So, you know, those are the type of the coaches that we really want to support. And if we can get them, you know, connected to 50 kids in their community, that'll, you know, it'll help their wrestling program, it'll help change a kid's lives
0: yeah it's I, you know i had to beg my parents to let me wrestle in high school and my dad's a coach you know but i went <laughs> to a uh, junior high that didn't have wrestling or a private school and i still remember like my mother said look you have to get you know you have to get a 4.0 and i pick your classes for you and if you get a 3.9 i'm pulling you out of school and you oh know, yeah. and, and you know when you're a kid you just make a deal right you don't think about that that when the deal when it's time to pay the piper and so i show up at the school and my mom parks the car really far away i go okay i'll walk and she's like where are you going i'm like what do you mean she goes i'm going in with you to pick your classes and so the reason why i think of that story is you know i had good influences you know like making bad choices really wasn't an option like you're gonna get great grades you're gonna be in sports you're, you're gonna work hard you're gonna be your best you're gonna be a good sport and I think a lot of us are products of our environment. You know, oh, yeah. you know, if if you surround people with good options, most of the time people are going to make good choices. There's a few jerks out there, but for the most part, people are going to fall in line. And if, yep. if the, if your best choice is to stay inside and eat Cheetos so you don't get shot or, or sell drugs, I mean, that's a tough situation. I mean, that's the, probably the understatement of the interview, right? Like, so if yes. you can get, people to create a positive environment about those people you literally you you know wrestling literally is going to save some people's lives which is is awesome right
1: and and it is and right now in the city of chicago i brought up food desert before the food the idea of a food desert is you can't get a vegetable anywhere near you right that you don't have the access to drive out the whole foods in oak park and and so you go to the corner store and you eat what they sell at the corner store you know those yeah. little barrels of right. you know fake juice with you know umpteen right. ounces of sugar and everything else so that's the idea is is that a, that I, I think wrestling in chicago is almost like the same way there's this dearth of wrestling this wrestling desert where kids just even if you wanted to you get a kid that's you've got the some explosion in his in, in his legs and big hands and his physical he has no opportunity there's no boxing gym there's no, you know so and now they, there are there are guys out there I and mean, there are programs out there There are actually the crazy thing is the more uh, the more invested i get the more people i meet in the city that are doing things that are pretty dynamite people but for the most part the opportunities just aren't there and, and no matter how many opportunities there are there can't be enough Right. So well,
0: and you're bringing publicity not only to your programs, but unintentionally and in a good way to those other good programs.
1: Well, that's what part of it. I'm reaching out to these guys and they're saying, well, coach, we got a good thing going. We're doing this here. Here's how we can support you to make it a better thing. That's all we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a guy named Tim McGuire, who's the assistant coach at University of Chicago. He picks up kids from an abused shelter like like I don't, I don't know exactly. I'm probably saying that wrong, but you know what I mean. He's picking up kids from a shelter, homeless kids, yeah. And he's taking them to wrestling practice. And this man is a saint. All right, Tim. He was he was doing it all on his own. What do you need from us? Let's help you fund it. Let's help you get to, get a facility. You know, let's let's help you have informal um, matches where you don't have to pay. Whatever we have to do to support his mission and bring him in his part to beat the streets. That's what beat the streets is here for, right? Obviously. Um, you know we need them to be affiliated with us but you know there's a guy on the northwest side named joe benson who just started a program in the park district he's got a great ikwf club but he's just kind of been functioning independently so let's bring him in with beat the streets and partner with him and help him change lives
0: yeah you know and and it reminds me i have to give a shout out to martin messenmacher here he's you know in southern illinois but right across the the river love martin messenmacher and uh He had partnered up with us on the first Missouri Border Brawl, and, you know, I went over and talked to him at the Jackie Joyner-Kersey Center, and he gave me very specific directions on how to get there because it's in East St. Louis. Right. And, you know, so I got there, and we're talking, and somebody walked in and said, you need to go pick up these kids and drop these kids off. And I said, you know, where are you driving through? And he told me, and and my mom works with the East St. Louis police, and I said, that's really rough, right? He goes, yeah. And, yeah, you know how understated Mark is, and I said— you know, could anybody go just go in there? He goes, you could go in there with me. He goes, you'd be OK with me. He goes, but, you know, they, they know why we're there. And, right. you know, and there's respect there, you know. But, I mean, he's just a guy that, like you're saying, like the gentleman you just talked about that literally risked their lives to make to save other people's lives. And then that's not an understatement to what those people are doing. So it's it's super impressive. Yeah. So yeah, there
1: are there are there are, there are some good people in the city of Chicago, and I think that's one of the things that I hopefully will be successful doing is kind of getting us all moving in the same direction, be all part of Chicago wrestling, you know, not a separate entity, but uh, you know, do your own thing, but uh, let's all try to build this culture and all be right. part of this solution.
0: So a mutual friend of ours told me to ask you about the story of kids walking through the west side of Austin. I don't know. I don't know how this story is going to end. So but tell me about it.
1: Well, so one of the things we did is we had twenty nine kids sign out, sign up on the west side at a a school called Howe Elementary. Twenty nine kids signed up, got the got the parental form in. They're all ready to go. To walk over to Austin High School, which is three and a half blocks away, um, and be part of their score program, and the and the principal got wind of it and said, "No, you cannot walk through the through the west side that way." So three and a half blocks at three o'clock in the afternoon. That kind of gives you a a feel for the temperature of what what it's like living in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so now they have to have they have to have either they need to be picked up or they have to have a police escort and an adult escort, all the kids are walked to and from the school. So we had to go through we had to jump through a bunch of hoops just to get these kids. They missed the first couple practices, just to get them to the high school where they can meet their future coach and be part of this after school wrestling sports program. You know, it's just I mean that's a my it's Austin High School is one point four miles from where I'm standing right now in my home where I couldn't feel any safer in Oak Park. Right? Yeah. These kids are not these kids School age children cannot, they will not, the principal will not let them walk down the street. It's, it's, it's insane. So I, I told that story to a guy who is now the head coach of um, a local junior college here, Dynamite Guy. And he said, it's worse than that, Mike. And I said, what do you, he's like, he's like, they talk about PTSD. He's like, I don't meet kids. He's, he's a tactical officer, a police officer on the west side of Chicago. He said, I don't meet any kid who doesn't suffer from some form of PTSD if they're in the Austin neighborhood or the Lawndale neighborhood, you know, there's a couple neighborhoods where a lot of the violence is, is concentrated and it's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, that's where we hope to make, uh, some, you know, hopefully we make some indent on something, but get the, you know, there's, here's the thing is we get these guys around giant Ivy, the coach at Austin high school. He's a dynamite guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a game changer, but we got to get him over there. So it's, yeah. uh, brutal. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a heart-wrenching story, but that's that's where we're at.
0: Well, you know, reality is what it is. You either put your head in the scene and ignore it, or you confront it and try to do something to change it. So the good news about hope a story so. like that you is, is so. that, you know, when I'm listening to that story, what I'm thinking is a lot of people would just not jump through the hoops and go, look, it's just too much trouble, you know, and you guys have made a decision to go the other direction. So, I you know, I think that's impressive.
1: Well, it, and here's the here's the best part about all this is in working with this, you see the best in humanity. There's a guy named Darren Tate who played football at NIU, Northern Illinois, who's a very good 1AA school. Um, and he, I think he had a couple couple of coffee, coffees in the league. I think he played NFL Europe for a while. Big guy, never wrestled before a day in his life, has started volunteering to pick up a bunch of these kids. He works at a school a mile south of that How. And so we had a guy step up, you know what I mean? Now, some of the kids still get escorted and everything else because he can't fit them all in the van. But he, I mean, they're out there. There are people that want to do good. They're, I mean, he's from Chicago. He's a Chicago kid. He's all, and this guy sits at wrestling practice and waits for these kids so he can drive them home. Never wrestled a day in his life, but he recognizes, you know, how good this could be for the kids. So there are a lot of people out there. Uh, we just need to find them and uh, rally them and, and get them into being part of the cause so
0: yeah yeah it makes sense so i want to close with with the your two fundraising events so let's tell me about what you guys are doing on june 2nd
1: well so june 2nd we're doing kind of an exclusive not kind of an exclusive um event at my residence um i I bought a big piece of property and um we're gonna you know it's kind of gonna maybe look like a wedding big tent um, big stand up tables and and uh we're bringing trying to bring in some potential game changers some partners that really can help beat the streets and it's and it's as much about hey here's our new look here's our new organization here's our board you know we're putting to get bringing in uh bringing in Ron Wilson who I mentioned before to talk a little bit uh and we'll do a paddle raise and but it's a small event that but more than anything, it's again just building culture, building relationships, trying to get some people that who wanna partner with us and help us, you know, create this vision. You know, we're hoping to have our own standalone facilities in the next couple of years and and where kids can kind of come in and we don't have to be beholden to security opening a high school room or something like that. So we're trying to raise some money, we're trying to get some excitement around uh, Beat the Streets and I think that's what this June 2nd, if we're successful, uh, event will do. And it's, so far it's going really well. We've had a bunch of tickets sold and, uh, um, I think we'll, I think we'll do pretty well there. And then the, our big one for the next fiscal year is what you've been so helpful with and track has been so helpful with. Um, and that's our January 12th, uh, big shoulders brawl. So we're bringing in right now, we're bringing in five teams to Oak Park, Um Oak Park River Forest, Montini Catholic, obviously it's just west of us, Lake Highland Prep, Florida, Um, Poway, California, and Bergen Prep in uh, in Jersey. Bergen Catholic,
0: is that right? Bergen Catholic, yeah. So those five schools, I mean, the cool thing about that is if you just, you know, draw a map, you know, you go way west, you go way east, and on the east you go north and south, like up the coast. So I know Palazzo has Chicago connections. And, uh, you know, all those teams, you know, what's crazy is as good as OPRF is, they're going to have to fight really hard just to win a, a duel or two in, in, a, in a meet of that oh, quality. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're still in So I, Paul Collins has, who's the head coach of Oak Park, has agreed to make this an exclusive Beat the Streets quads. So all ticket sales, all concessions, everything is going to go to Beat the Streets um, to benefit Beat the Streets and or the Couture Foundation. Am I saying that correct?
0: Yeah, the Extreme
1: Couture GI Foundation. The Extreme the Extreme Couture GI Foundation, which you've helped me with. We're going to make a donation to them. and uh, But it's going to be a charitable event. And so having these guys agree to partner with us, having a partner like you on this, you know, having a partner like Track is going to make this a really kind of cool event. We, ex- we expect this to be about as cool a high school wrestling event as uh, – People will ever witness. So, we got big plans around this, which of course you've been super helpful with. You know, (laughs) people who know me know I'm not uh, I'm a big idea guy. I'm not great at details, so you've been really great with the details, uh, Dave, and I appreciate the help um, on that. But that January 12th quad is going to be something special. We're going to do it at night, so well in the later part of the day, so that high schools can finish their competition and come see big time national wrestling. Um we're gonna invite all the CPS kids. We're gonna be, we're gonna make tickets for all the um Beat the Streets kids that they'll all come for free and make it a big to do. So, you know, we'll have sponsors and T shirts and it'll yeah. be pretty cool. And then wow. of course track with track covering it, people will have access all over the country. People will be able to watch it, you know, in Florida, in California, in New Jersey. And I know those Jersey fans are, are Rabbit. awesome yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> they're awesome yeah so they sh- they show up so i imagine they'll want to see their people um kick Oak park's butt
0: well and big shout out to dave bell um you know i'm a big dave bell fan and what uh bergen has done this you know with this year with how well they wrestled and um those guys being a part of it and you're probably overplaying you know the conversations we've had you already had this thing on the right track but just to for track wrestling to get to be there for. uh for us to be a part of it, for me to get to do the play-by-play. And, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm still a coach at heart. And just to watch great kids scrap it out, unbelievable environment. I know you guys are looking to have two to 4,000 fans there. I can't wait to just hear how loud that is. Um, you know, last year I got to the, do the Perry Tournament of Champions. Um, this will be the first time. I probably have to scream to announce a takedown, but I'm pretty excited about that, honestly. Well, so we,
1: we if if it's if it's a gauge, about four or five years ago we wrestled Montini. Oak Park beat Montini in our field house for the first time. It's the first time Montini had lost in like ten years. And they had a great team and they were favored on paper. We had a few big time upsets. But the Montini fans are incredible. So we had the Oak Park fans on one side and the Montini fans and it was it was the best atmosphere I've ever been a part of, college or high school. And if we can, I think we can even put that on steroids and make it bigger. So, yeah,
0: that's uh, going to be You cool. know,
1: that, that, field, that field house, it gets loud. It, it, it's a it's pretty great place. So it's the, uh, you know, so I have, obviously I have a special place in my heart for Oak Park's Field House, but it'll be a pretty cool, pretty cool
0: event and if people want to support Beat the Streets they can you know they can buy tickets to that they can go to that they can buy the the pay-per-view and they can also advertise on that on track wrestling you know where people from around the country can see it so if they want to do the advertising they can just go to BTS Chicago and reach out to you about that opportunity as well right Abs-
1: absolutely we're going to be building out uh, opportunities for advertisers sponsorships so we're we're I mean obviously you've been real helpful with that but I'm going to be I'm going to be hustling on that. We would love to bring people in, and they'll get a lot of, lot of really good exposure. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, it sounds like just an incredible event. Even if it wasn't, even if you know Coach Collins wasn't being so generous with where the money was going, it just would be a cool event to be a part of. But the com- yeah, the combination of just incredible wrestling, an insane atmosphere, and where the money's going, I think is you know at the end of the day, you know a triple win. I think it's going to be cool to see those kids there. And for them, I think you're going to get a lot of kids that maybe weren't sure if they liked wrestling and you put them in that environment. Um, you know, I think they're going to become wrestling fans and you know, yeah. once once people catch the fever, you know, wrestling's a sport that captivates you. So it's, yes. uh, you know, I so think, the, go ahead.
1: I think, I think that's one of the big benefits of this is, you know, we don't, we can't put on a times square event yet, but we're, we're, but, we're going to, this is going to be, a, it's going to, might be the biggest single high school, you know, event for the for years outside of the state tournament um, in Illinois, maybe ever. So, you know, you bring in your kids club and that's, that's the goal is it's, we want to raise money, but we also are, are, one of our missions is to build the culture of Chicago wrestling. And, and if that spills over into the suburbs, great, but we're going to bring those city kids out to a park and they're going to see what big time wrestling is. And, you know, I, you know, hopefully all the coaches will say what I say when, when, you know, first thing I do when we're a team state, we win a big duel is I run to our kids club kids and say someday if you're focused and you work hard, you'll be wearing that OP on your chest and you'll get to wrestle here for Oak Park. And, you know, so that's the goal is to get these kids out there believing that someday they can wrestle at a school like Lake Highland prep or, and hopefully get the, you know, do that in the city of Chicago so
0: yeah it's a super cool cool. idea it's uh you know whenever people come up with the these ideas like this you know like you know like border brawl came out of you know sort of a confluence of events and when you first come up with it people think you're nuts and you just got to keep marching ahead you know and surround yourself with people that believe in in not only your cause but your ability to execute your plan of action and so anybody's been around you knows you're not going to fail for lack of effort and so you know if if, if that's the only thing that's going to hold you back then you're going to succeed and I think you're in you know I had a chance to recruit a bunch of your guys coach a couple of them and they've all spoken about the role you had in their lives and how significant it was and and probably still is but I think you're able to influence more kids this way directly but even more so indirectly like you said like Connecting them to other great coaches, to other great centers of influence, and not all these kids are are going to be Ellis Coleman and make the Olympic team, but they don't need to. They just need to get out of the hood and get to college and be productive members of society and literally live. And that's right. Literally, that's right. just
1: they live. need they they need to see, they need somebody, they need the sport of wrestling and the people involved with wrestling to paint a picture for them that looks different than what they see now, right? Here's what's available to you through this great sport and this vehicle, and this is how it will change your life. And there's a kid right now in Chicago named Kobe Allen who just wrestled. I think he went two and two at Freestyle State, who literally is texting me finding ways to hitch down a ride down to to Freestyle State. He's he's a city kid, wrestled at Lindblom. Um, He's going to go to, I think, Wisconsin, Eau Claire, one of the Wisconsin state schools to wrestle, but he's the guy. Yeah. Right. He wrestling is going to, I mean, do for him exactly. Now, if we can multiply to that by a thousand, you know, we're doing our job, but there's, there's, those stories are out there. This kid's getting, he is getting out of the South side of Chicago because he's found this, this great vehicle, this great, you know, life-changing sport. So
0: we, I think we can do
1: it. I think we're going to slowly but surely build and I think we can, I think we can make it done.
0: Yeah. I remember the first, first of all, I think one of the greatest gifts you can give anyone in life is hope. Um, I I and I think you know this has nothing to do with wrestling now, but it, it's important. You know that these kids, through no fault of their own, grow up in a very hopeless environment. And um, I remember the first event I was a part of. We raised money for soldiers with PTSD, and 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And we took this money and we took it to this foundation and they put these guys through all this reintegration into life. You know, they teach them, you know, how to use things like use the Internet and use a tablet and, and equine training and all these different things. And the studies show that how many different, you know, how many people based on how many go don't commit suicide. And we had right. raised enough money that literally 12 people on average would not commit suicide. And I remember being at Christmas and being, you know, talking to the person that had worked on the event with. And I said, you know, there's 12 people having Christmas this year that have no idea oh, man. how different it could have been. You know, the, it's yeah. just a normal Christmas for them. And you're going to do that in these people's lives, Mike. I know that. I know that about you. And well.
1: I don't think I am, but hopefully we can get some, right. you know, move some people in the right direction that will. So, well, right. I think but anyway, my but goal is a facilitator now. Yeah. Yes. I, agree. Chicago I think it will.
0: And, yep. and it's people that, you know, there's like those Malcolm Gladwell tipping point conversations where a kid just decides, right. I'm going to go wrestle. And right. in that moment, it doesn't seem like a big decision, right? Like, well, it was that or play I mean, Fortnite, right? And, um, you know, but. And then the
1: one person says the one right thing that they needed to hear on the day that they were open to hearing, right? And you get them, and then that's what changes the course of their lives, you hope. So I remember specifically things that I know my high school coaches don't remember saying to me. And I remember how, <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I, when yeah. I sit down to dinner with these guys, I say, you probably don't remember this, but you said this to me once. And I needed to hear it. And at that moment, I was I was being coachable. And it yeah. changed the course of my life forever, and I appreciate that coach. So, that's the that's the goal. And those, those guys are out there. The mentors are out there in the city. We need to find them. We need to cultivate them. We need to get new ones. And uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna do it. It's it, yeah. I think uh, we're we're pretty fired up about the work. So
0: for sure. So if people want to get involved, Chicago dot org is the website. Correct. And you guys are also on Facebook and Twitter and all that other stuff under BTS Chicago, right?
1: BTS Chicago one on Twitter, BTS Chicago on
0: Instagram, uh, and and we're on Facebook. Yes. Okay, but people can basically just Google search you and find you in whatever place they need to. So, Correct. All right, awesome. And, and
1: if they and if they really want to come to the June second exclusive event, they could reach out to me about that too.
0: They just go to the website to do that, right? Yeah, we got a
1: few I a few tickets I still need to sell, but I, I anticipate them selling. But
0: right but if people want to be involved, you'll find a spot for them, I'm sure of course of course of course so well first of all, congratulations on uh your new role it's uh it's, Thank it's you. you can tell you're hitting the ground running and uh yeah it's an
1: it's an honor uh, it, what a, what an amazing group of people of that amazing group of coaches and and uh really just great great human beings who are all mission driven
0: yep and I, I spoke to the the bigwigs at Track Wrestling, and we're super excited to be a part of the January 12 event. We're going to do our part to publicize the heck out of that thing and get as many pay-per-views because that money, too, is also going to the bottom line of, of helping these young men and women and boys and girls and supporting the coaches and everything you guys are doing. So, Track yes. really looks forward to being a part of that. Well,
1: track... Trek's uh, contribution to the wrestling culture in America is cannot be understated.
0: And uh, so I, I appreciate what they are doing and will continue to do for the sport
1: and, and for Beat the Street Chicago. So.
0: Yeah, I feel truly blessed to, to be a part of the Trek family for sure. Yeah, Justin, pretty, pretty. Justin Tritz has created something amazing, and it's, it's fun to – it sure has. Try to tack on my two cents worth every once in a while. So, <laughs> yeah, it's literally a butt worth about that much. to what he's done. <laughs> sure. So, um, so I will. I know I'm going to talk to you plenty of times between now and uh, January. But we'll probably have you back on the show when we get close and kind of update people on how your June event went, um, what kind of steps you guys have made, and and how people can watch the watch the the duel, the the the, the five way duel that's coming up in January.
1: Uh, Dave, I, I appreciate you as a friend
0: and, uh, and a
1: supporter in and, and every other way. And I appreciate track wrestling and you guys having me on.
0: For sure, man. It's my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mike Powell, the new executive director of Beat the Street Chicago. This is David Maricatani with Matt Chat. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day.